0: You know, if you're riding the line between having a sort of positive experience or a negative one or, you know, being trustworthy or not, and then something goes wrong, right? Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, a customer or user is much more forgiving if most of the time the thing is excellent or very good and something goes wrong as opposed to it being kind of crappy and then something goes wrong.
1: Episode 103, May 2015. In this episode, Randy J Hunt, VP of Design at Etsy, talks about his responsibilities at Etsy, the importance of invisible features, what makes a great support team, and company values. How does your day-to-day life at Etsy look like?
0: There's not really any typical day, uh, I would say, because there's so many uh, so many different facets. But I'm I'm responsible for um, a few different groups on, that we think about as sort of the brand and design groups. So those are uh, what we call product design, which of course the team of designers building uh, the software product, you know, really the interface layer and sort of front end of our uh, website and mobile apps. There's a research group which does both quantitative and qualitative research, uh, both around sort of the like market research and sort of opportunity identification, as well as uh, usability and sort of observational research and interviews with, you know, sort of existing users of the product, sort of understand uh, if the things we are designing are working well and what is not working well about them or sort of, you know, what are the other desires that that people have with those products. And then there's uh, two other groups that work very closely together, one called brand marketing and one called brand design. Uh, The brand marketing group is really the sort of strategic partner for brand design, so they're coming up with the overall brand positioning, larger global campaigns or seasonal campaigns for, you know, Often new buyer acquisition or other sort of shopping and uh, shopping campaigns, and then the the brand design group really executes on those things. Everything from you know art direction for advertising to the overall visual identity of the brand, creating artifacts for internal purposes. You know uh, in person events, things like that. So I oversee all those things. It's my responsibility to you know uh, in the operational sense make sure that they're running well. You know that people are engaged with their work, that their roles and responsibilities are clear, that they have the resources and support they need to get the work done, and then from the you know creative and design side to make sure that all those things make sense together and are really adding up to you know serve the company mission
1: and take us in the direction we want to be going. In your book, Product Design for the Web, you write about invisible features like community, speed, performance, security. Are they important for emotional or maybe even subconscious impact?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, you know, we're really trying to think about this, uh, the person on the other side of the product, and the experience that they have is not limited to, you know, the interface elements put on the screen, what they, you know, type into those form fields or the feedback they get when they interact with something. It's made up of a whole bunch of different things, you know, from the, let's let's imagine an app, and maybe you recommend an app to me sort of word of mouth recommendation. So already that's part of the experience right there. You know, someone I know or trust has recommended. So that's pretty interesting. It might be a little bit of a stretch, but if we imagine that as a, you know, an invisible feature. The sort of word of mouth reputation and that sort of like soft but influential kind of brand building, very, very important, right? When I go to the app store, so maybe I search I search in the app store, more of my ability, the ability to find what I was looking for in the app store, so the degree to which we have sort of SEO optimized in the context of the app store? Another invisible feature, right? That's not in my software product itself, but very, very important to the person's overall experience of the thing. So did they find it quick and easy? Great. When they download it, how fast is that? The speed of the experience they're having there. When they look at the reviews, right? This is all before they even opened up the app for the first time. When they look at those reviews, are people talking about having great customer service or that the app was sort of buggy or not, right? Then you know, if you saw a review where somebody said that their personal information was sort of compromised somehow in using the product, it would really change your feeling about that thing. So things like privacy, speed, security, customer support really go a long way in shaping people's perception of, of the product. And and everything I just described is not you know, none of those things are directly correlated to the UI, the UX, right?
1: Um, it has a very long chain of influence when you kind of fuck up those invisible features
0: it it absolutely does it absolutely does you know if you're riding the line between having a sort of positive experience or negative one or you know being trustworthy or not and then something goes wrong right yeah i I think you know a customer or user is much more forgiving if most of the time the thing is excellent or very good and something goes wrong as opposed to it being kind of
1: crappy and then something goes wrong (laughs) Uh. and also it's always a chance to start a dialogue with the customer right yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, you're sort of the, the
0: values or ideals of the, you know, the product or the brand or, you know, the company behind those things uh, are very often sort of revealed or tested in those moments. You know, the way in which we re- respond to challenges are, as in fact, probably the best measure for,
1: for you know, who, who the, you know, the company or what the brand really stands for. In terms of invisible features, how do you make sure you have all these bases covered continuously? It's a great question. I mean, I think it's 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 hard,
0: right? Uh, I think that I mean one recommendation I would give, particularly in sort of a small small environment, that's going to sound really silly. It's almost like a, you know, put it up on a post it note. You know, like it, it again. It's very easy to forget about those things. And so creating some way in which you regularly remind yourselves of them, you know? Is it as simple as putting up, you know, a sign in your design studio <laughs> about how you need to value those things? Do you have a little checklist before you, you know, make each release? And along with the all the sort of technical considerations you might have, and did we proofread this and check that, you know, would you add those other softer things in there and at least give yourself the moment of pause where you say, did we consider the speed, implications of this thing. Did we consider the security implications? You know, are we prepared for the customer support needs that may come out of something like this? You know, what if this doesn't go well? What would we say? How would we explain it? You know, and sort of you, it incorporate those sort of questions into your uh, you know, your project
1: planning or your release cycles? Do you have any tips for building a great support system with a great team?
0: Goodness, you know, that's a that's a really interesting question. I, I have to say that it's the most experience I've had with a sort of substantial customer support team is here at Etsy. Uh, I've been at Etsy for five years, and even when I started five years ago, there was probably 20, 15, or 20 people working in customer support. So it sort of already had established, you know, it was probably a third of the company, or maybe, maybe even more. Which is to say, I, I, I didn't see that in its infancy. Right, so I don't actually I, I can't comment on the beginning stages of that, but I will say that it's always felt appropriate that sort of proportion in a way. You know, that it was probably half as many support people as there were software developers at the point, and that felt pretty good, you know. It also I think relates to the nature of the business that we're in, right? Uh, I think different types of products might have different support needs. You know, we're we're one that is you know transaction based. People are buying products that also have you know ship places. There's sort of logistics challenges. You have all the challenges challenges that you'd have with retail things. You know, my package got damaged, or my package didn't arrive. The item wasn't what I expected. It all the sorts of things you'd have in any sort of retail experience. We have we have those as well. And in fact, some of them are complicated because we don't sell the products ourselves. We facilitate the transactions between people. So I think that our, our sort of customer support needs are built, you know, are sort of defined by the nature of our business. I could imagine there would be environments where you wouldn't need quite so much, uh, but I would still encourage thinking about it early, early on. You know, even in, you know, if I had a three-person startup that I was working on tomorrow, I would have one of those three people be at least partially responsible, you know, the single responsible party for dealing with customer support inquiries you know Um, so that's sort of baked into the the team and the culture that that's you know part of what you do
1: i guess if um any any single one in like the whole team should be happy as fuck all the time it should be the support team i guess (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) i i think that's a good uh yeah i'd probably agree with that it's interesting it's probably a challenging one you know customer support work is a it's 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 hard like you know i think it's a it really creates uh, or it really demands a certain kind of state of mind because the nature of the job is that you're often you know almost always dealing with when things did not go well or when people aren't happy you know so you really have to uh, it takes a certain kind of personality and mindset to do that for a sustained period of time and feel sort of engaged engaged with it you know to really feel like that's your that's your side sort of body of work